Welcome back to another episode of the You Are Worth Knowing podcast. Now, this episode will take a deeper and more thought-provoking turn than any of my other ones. So I hope you're ready for it. I hope I'm ready for it, for the feedback. Otherwise, this just might be the last time that you hear from me. Just kidding. Welcome to the You're Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Alexandru from Honest Rocks and I am obsessed with social anxiety. After a decade of trying to figure out how to manage it on my own, I'm on a mission now to share every little insight I've gained along the way. Every week, we'll get just a little bit closer to unraveling the mystery of it so you can live the best version of yourself because you are worth knowing. Let's get to it. Now, the inspiration for this episode came from a good old TikTok video. How shocking. Apparently, there has been some controversy around Miss Rachel. If you don't know who that is, chances are you probably don't because she's a YouTuber that does videos for toddlers titled Songs for Littles. So unless you have a little baby running around, this is not something you're going to be aware of. And that's perfectly fine. So she mentioned that dinosaurs were created millions of years ago. And, you know, this one mom on TikTok made a video about it saying that she would not accept this reality and that she was going to pull the show out of her house and didn't want her 19 month old to be exposed to it because she and her husband do not believe in evolution. And this kind of sparked a whole conversation around Miss Rachel on top of some other things that she was dealing with on her own personal TikTok and the person that does the videos and the songs with her. And so there's there's quite a bit of movement around Miss Rachel, but I'm going to focus specifically on the dinosaurs for some reason. I can only imagine the effort for this woman to shield her daughter from reality. I, I don't envy. I don't envy her task, honestly. It's, it's exhausting. And so anyway, someone on TikTok stitched this mom's video and asked her followers, her community. I need to hear from the people, the kids who are now adults, who grew up not believing that dinosaurs were real. What was your childhood like? Are you okay? And someone replied to that question in the most magical, beautiful, powerful way possible which is the video that sparked my imagination and made me write the script for this episode that you are listening right now. I promise everything will come together. I know we started with dinosaurs and Miss Rachel and TikTok and stitches and things like that. I promise we're going to come back full circle and tie it all to social anxiety. But here's a snippet of the video with the girl responding to, are you okay? This was my childhood. I grew up believing in the firmament model, which is the idea that there was like a giant bubble of water around the earth before Noah's flood. So they believe that uh, dinosaurs were just lizards, like the lizards that exist today were just bigger than because of the firmament. And we were also taught that carbon dating was at best pseudoscience and at worst like an outright conspiracy against Christianity. How was my childhood? Um, it was lonely. It was really lonely. So in her reply, she talked about the loneliness she experienced as a child because she was unable to relate to the larger community because her parents fed her the belief of the firmament. Anyway, in her video, she states the most powerful statement ever. 
Um, if you have a worldview that can't withstand evidence, then it becomes your top priority to protect your child from engaging with reality on any level. Wow. So if you're placed within a rigid framework, right, and your beliefs are curated from a young age, you bet that you will have difficulty connecting with others and socializing and making sense of the world around you. So we were not allowed to engage with modern film, modern television, modern music. Um, our friendships were pretty limited and we weren't even able to really build friendships with people that didn't come from the kind of extremist Christian background that we had. Um, we had no way to relate to our peers. Um, we had problems at school because school wasn't willing to engage with us uh, under the same terms of reality that our faith was based on. And it was just a difficult and lonely experience as a child. You'll either back yourself into a corner, firmly stand your ground, or rebel and find the light, which is what she did, right? Through her curiosity and unwillingness to be subservient, as she mentions in the video. I never fit in the framework that I was provided for who I was supposed to be. Um, I was always really curious. I loved to learn. It was really difficult to keep me away from like an internet search of science facts, for instance. Um, but also I was a bossy, loud, opinionated little girl in a world that told me that my future was to be a subservient woman. And I always hated that idea. Now, as a disclaimer, I'm not advocating for conforming with society in general. But there is such a thing as an objective truth. Opinions and personal beliefs are not objective truths, especially if they go against rock-solid evidence. Sometimes being the only one standing out can be a really good thing. Obviously, it's what makes pioneers, inventors, and creators shine, right? But going against dinosaurs is not the type of standing out we should be cheering on. And you're probably thinking right now, like, what on earth does any of this have to do with social anxiety? A lot, my friend, a lot. So social anxiety thrives, it grows in tight places. Imagine you're in a box and you're stuck with social anxiety, right? So you're in a box and social anxiety is hanging out with you. As you move around the world doing what you do regularly, you're going to come into contact with people from all walks of life. If your box is small and tight, meaning that you judge others for how they choose to live and think your way of living or thinking is right, you know, regardless of the mountain of evidence laid before you, social anxiety will expand into this tiny box. It will try to really engulf all the space around. And if it's a small box that it's in, there's little room for it to expand into. So it will suffocate and debilitate you. And as she said in her video, she had problems in school. And it obviously compounds with age. Now, on the other hand, someone walking around with a giant box or potentially without a box, you know, there are no walls, they can put some space between them and social anxiety, which is a much healthier way of being. So this video got me thinking along these lines of tight spaces and how we close ourselves in. So the more I thought about it, the more I realized that there are really three things that, I, that impact the size of our box. Whether willingly, you know, we continue to be hard-headed or unwillingly where we have beliefs passed down and we're not really aware of them because we haven't confronted or challenged them. And this is not me pushing my agenda in any kind of way. That is not what this episode is about. Some of the things I'm going to mention, I've been guilty of believing. And 
You know, the world moves so fast that if we're holding on to how things used to be or we're denying the direction of the future or the past, I guess, with the dinosaurs, we are doing ourselves a disservice. In his book, Think Again, Adam Grant says the hallmark of successful critical thinking is the willingness to reconsider your most cherished beliefs in light of new information and perspectives. This requires a commitment to updating your beliefs and opinions as you encounter new ideas and evidence, not a commitment to defending your beliefs or propping up your ego. Highly, highly recommend you read this book. I, it's life-changing. It should be part of every curriculum on the planet. It is one of the biggest strengths a human can have is to think again, to rethink their beliefs on a frequent basis. So let me walk you through three things, basically, that I think make a tiny box. All right. So the first thing is having an outdated worldview. So for example, holding on to the traditional gender role perspective, believing and thinking that, for example, women should stay home with the children while the men work or that men or women should exclusively fill specific roles. That is an outdated worldview. And say what you want. You know, I'm not going to go dig into this, this topic. That's not what my podcast is about. But it's, we are moving away from that type of world, right? Where more women are graduating than men. Women are breadwinners in the family, so on and so forth. So there is a shift happening. It has happened already. So holding on to this traditionalistic perspective can really create that box where you're just putting yourself into. Now, another outdated worldview is, for example, believing that tattoos are for hooligans and uneducated people. I realized, obviously, after challenging a lot of my previous beliefs that what's in someone's brain does not correlate with how they present themselves. There is a mismatch and a disconnect, and we really need to understand that, right? Let them talk before making a judgment on their intellect. But even then, I'm still going to stick with my belief that I can learn from anybody, absolutely anybody, regardless of skin color, class, or education. We all stand to learn from each other in one way or another. So dismissing someone because they have tattoos or, yeah, they, they wear funky dresses and, I don't know, clown hats, whatever the case may be, is not a reason to dismiss them or to think that they're uneducated or you shouldn't give them your time of day. Okay. Another example of an outdated worldview, which, you know, this, this is uncontested, is that there is a superior race or people. I'm not going to discuss this. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. So these are just a few examples of, an, of having an outdated worldview, but there are many others. I don't have time to get into them, but I think it gives you an idea of the things that maybe you need to start challenging. And these things play directly into the hands of social anxiety because you're going to start comparing yourself to others because of these things. And you might be resentful toward them and feel like you're on your own because no one else thinks like you, but you are in the right. And yeah, it's going to really disconnect you from the rest of society. So this is a great opportunity to test your thoughts and beliefs often because the world changes rapidly. Now, the second thing that can keep your box tiny is seeking confirmation bias over reality 
or evidence-backed science. Woof, that is a mouthful. And I was trying to come up with a, an easier way to explain this. But I think with the examples, you might have a better understanding of what I'm trying to say. So for one, believing something rooted in conspiracy. So you're being dismissive of scientific evidence or theories such as carbon dating, evolution, or the earth is round. These are things that are just not rooted in scientific evidence and believing them might make you feel disconnected with other people. We can see science in action today, and that's the beautiful part about it, right? So seeking confirmation bias from a tight-knit community that counters science is quite problematic in itself. What ends up happening is the preservation of beliefs through isolation and staying inside a bubble that feeds that narrative. It, it's a formula for loneliness, anger, avoidance, resentment, self-righteousness. I, I, just, I could go on and on, right? So being in this conspiracy-filled bubble is not a good place to find yourself in. Another thing that, that's related to seeking confirmation bias is choosing Facebook group advice over the medical community. And we've seen this play out during the pandemic and how it made life harder for the healthcare workers who are completely overwhelmed worldwide with an influx of cases because too many people refused to believe the dangers, let alone the number of people who died. And unfortunately, you know, fortunately, I guess, there's, there's always two sides to a story, right? Facebook groups are alive and well. I use them. I'm sure you use them. That's great. But there's a lot of misinformation across the board. And whenever I fall victim to confirmation bias, I try to stop myself and pull back. It's a normal human reaction. You're trying to confirm something that you know, something that you believe in. You want to find your people, you know, you want that comfort. And it's just, it's normal. But it's very important to work on rewiring that reaction. And I'm, I'm working on rewiring myself by, you know, looking at several sources, asking around, and finding a way to make an informed decision that is not emotionally charged. Now, the last thing that makes your box tiny is not exposing yourself to new things regularly. Now, for example, not making traveling a priority, right? So travel isn't just going overseas. It's also visiting nearby cities, countries, states, depending on where you are. You know, it's anytime you're running into people that don't look like you, that don't live like you or see life like you. Because what happens if you don't seek out travel is that you're not coming into contact with the world at large. And my goodness, is the world large and beautiful and magical. Another more direct reason to travel is that you learn to adapt faster and be more flexible in your thinking and see yourself through a new lens. And of course, it opens you up to new experiences and people. Now, another example of this is not seeking out new experiences, right? So you have the new travel, which does expose you to you know, new experiences, but there's also just experiences, experiences, chasing a new hobby, finding a new interest, or going out of your way to test your comfort zone. These are just a few examples. It's through lived experience that you can make new connections, both with others and with yourself. This is the best way to learn more about who you are and how you want to show up. Also, as a plus, it's been shown that people who experience new things regularly don't feel like life is passing them by. So maybe that's just another way to feel like you get to live longer. <laughs> I don't know. But also regarding new experiences, if you want to manufacture new thoughts, right, and new beliefs, 
you need external stimuli. And that's, that has to come from, from outside so that you can absorb it and start rewiring yourself. So all three of these examples, right, the outdated worldview, seeking confirmation bias, and not seeking new experiences, traveling, these all make your box super tiny. And they can also pit someone against the world, creating an antisocial mentality. And honestly, rigid thinking, as we've seen in, in, in recent years, will do anyone in, right? And that's fine if that's how someone wants to live and is happy with themselves and they have fulfilling relationships. But I'm willing to bet that that's not the case. And if that's you and you're feeling defensive over any of these things that I've said, that's a great indication to see where the triggers are coming from to question, you know, what is it that, that you really believe in and where does that belief come from? And is it possible that maybe there's another belief that suits you better, right? Were you raised to believe certain things that now as an adult you still hang on to by habit, but you feel or know that, you know, deep inside that you are misled? That's okay. We all have that. It's just part of being human. And there's so many things I was told while growing up that just don't pass the test anymore, whether from friends, family, school, society. It's just a fact of life that we need to re-educate ourselves and question our values and belief systems on a regular basis. And honestly, like last week, I learned that quicksand, quicksand, just quicksand doesn't kill, right? So I grew up, I think most of us grew up watching movies and seeing how it's portrayed in movies that, oh my God, the moment you touch quicksand, you're done for, you know, you just drown in sand. That, that doesn't happen. And I was Googling it and I was like, what? what? Like my mind just shattered. You know, the worst thing that can happen from being stuck in quicksand is you die from dehydration because no one's coming to pull you out. So mind blown, right? Mind blown. And I'm going to circle back again to another thing that Adam Grant said in his book. And because his book is amazing, right? It goes at length to promote that you need to regularly challenge your beliefs. And he says, thinking again requires us to doubt our own competence, to recognize that we're not as smart as we thought we were, and that other people might see the world differently from how we do. So only by removing your ego and making space for new information, even conflicting information, can you be open to the world and make your way to the other side. And once you do this, watch your box expand. And hopefully it expands so far into the atmosphere that you can't even see the walls anymore. Bye-bye box, bye-bye social anxiety, and welcome openness dialogue relationships. Again, disclaimer, it's not about changing yourself but changing how you think. That's where the bulk of our life's work should be, right? So make it a fun game to question yourself regularly, your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, your actions, and see how often you're wrong, right? Like, ding, 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 I got a point for being wrong about quicksand, yay! And, you know, most likely if you're listening, you don't have extreme views like thinking the earth is flat, but we are all victims of bad thinking. We are, it's, it's okay. And, you know, thinking that closes us off from the world and the people around us. Preconceived notions that we just need to break down. See being wrong as a good thing. Because it is. It being wrong is awesome. Just, that's it. Just put it on a post-it note. Being wrong is awesome. You get to learn something new. You get to 
change yourself, whatever. The, just It's just nice. It's just nice to be wrong. It's honestly the only path to growth and being one with the world and under, getting closer to understanding it and the people around you. So I'm going to leave you at that. And I'm sure you have a lot to think about. I had a lot to think about when I heard the TikTok and writing down this article and researching certain things. It really made me question a lot of the things that I hold on to. And I hope to make it a, a regular practice to do that. And I hope you join me as well. I would love to hear your feedback if you have any on this episode. And I will see you here next week on You Are Worth Knowing. Bye.